Hello? All right, Ryan. Yep. All right. You ready? Ready. All right. Welcome, everybody, to the It's Too Wordy Comic Book Podcast, where three buddies talk about comic books from their childhood and today. I'm Ryan, joined and by... I'm Nick. And I'm Nick. And Nick, yep. And yep. we are obviously short Kirk again, but we'll survive. He will be back. So uh, until then, you got the dynamic duo covering uh, images two and then the letter Q for the week. And I think we both just said we were going to do a uh, Quasar book. Is that correct? That is correct. There we go. So with that, should we start with uh, Chu and then jump over to our individual Quasars? Yeah, let's do that. All right. So uh, with Chu, not to be confused with the C-H-E-W previous run, this one is C-H-U by John Lehman and Dan Boltwood. Uh, this is a spinoff of Chu, C-H-E-W. And if you have not read that series, absolutely get that series. Collect it and trade, whatever you need to do to get it. It is absolutely fantastic. Um, and this is a spinoff from that book. Um, Nick, I know you don't have a ton of experience with Chew. What did you kind of think of this? This is my first dive into Chew. I've never read a book before. I completely missed out on that entire run. You did miss out. That's good stuff. <laughs> I, I did. And I, I, I want to pick it up, but there's so much. Yeah. But that being said, I mean, it can't be that expensive in trade. I mean, even used stuff is pretty cheap. So um, <clears throat> this book is awesome. It's, a, it's amazing. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know the characters or anything of what's going on, but I really like this book. I like the writing. I like the pacing. I like the art. Um, characters are really cool. Their powers are kind of disturbing, but, um, kind there's like a, a little, you know, this is a good crime story, you know, yep. as much as a cartoon comic book crime story can be. Um, it's very Reservoir Dogs. If Reservoir Dogs was a bunch of meatheads, um, it took me a while to get into it, but once I got into the, the uh, actual crime that they were committing, it, it picked up. Yeah. And I figured out what's going on. But well, there's something in the background that somebody is taking out those those hitmen, those mobsters, the, uh, the crooks. Right. That's making them sick. So... Um, we should back up. Um, these guys are the same thing. I think they're all like chew. So anything they eat, they take something from, right? That's like one. One gets strength. One gets fast. Right. You know. And yeah, yeah. So they're all committing a crime, and they're each getting sick one by one after they eat the plans. So I kind of wonder who got them sick. Yeah. Yeah, it. So the original Chew series is about Tony, and he is a detective. And this is 
even though Tony is involved in this to a very small extent, um, this is on the other side of the spectrum. So you're, you don't have the police work in this as much as you have the uh, criminal aspect of it. And in the original Chew series, um, one person had the power to be able to write about something, write about food, and you could taste it just by reading the words because she had that power. Or uh, Tony's power was to be able to tell where whatever he eats, where it came from, and how it was processed, and everything like that. Um, where this appears to be more of they get specialized skills, like you were saying, from whatever they eat and get better at it. Um, this is a little bit different artwork than uh, Rob Gilroy. He's the one that does, or did the original series. He also does uh, Farmhand. But the best part about these things that John Lehman does is he'll put little uh, nods to uh, his other works and things in there. He will also... Um, go out of his way to make fun of himself and the artist. Um, they kind of kept the same style of art as they had previously, but it was different. It's different enough that, you know, it's a separate book. I'm, I really enjoyed this. Um, I thought it was fantastic. And I'm very interested to see where this goes. Yeah. It sounds like you're interested in it. Um, Um, what's cool, right? So, yeah, I mean, it's it has a feel of like the artwork, like the goon, mm-hmm. kind of cartoony, kind of, but it's actually really cool. Like, I really kind of like these characters. Yeah, I'm going to be interested to see how it moves forward because obviously it's about the female thief, but who are the sidekicks that are sticking around and who are going to be a who are going to be a major part of this um, because they really haven't developed that at all. Like you said, these, some of these guys are getting sick and um, from whatever they ate and it's not going so well. So who's yeah. going to be that person that kind of stands out and be the straight man or the comedian for her straight man character. Mm-hmm. So uh Yeah. John Lehman, I he does such great work. I love what he does, and uh, it's absolutely worth. I'm glad I picked it up, and it's absolutely worth reading. Yeah, I really like it. I would definitely, I would recommend getting it, like if you can. Uh, second copy or second printing of it comes out in August. It's already sold out in most places, so I would go out and try to find a issue one. Yeah. Before this thing skyrockets like Chew Number One did. Yeah. And it probably will. Um, you know, you mentioned how you, you know, um, getting them by trade. I got the whole series of chew by trade. Um, yeah. The only ones I didn't pick, I picked up as single issues were like, um, the spinoff issues of Poyo, which is a, uh, robot chicken assassin. Okay. Can be pretty entertaining in itself. Yeah. He's he's like the James Bond of uh, that group of uh, individual detectives. So, yeah, um, 
absolutely pick that up. Definitely be checking this out. This is just, I think it's going to be a big success. and It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I really, I can't say it enough. I really like this book and I would recommend it to anybody. Even if you haven't read Chew, go ahead and pick it up. I mean, it's a good crime story. Yeah, it, I don't think, I didn't feel like you needed to know a lot about Chew because they even introduced. Yeah, they introduced um, him in it. Yeah, so you don't need to know the other story to understand this. Um, so yeah, it's absolutely worth the pickup. All right, on to Quasar. How about whoever's got the earliest issue goes first? What number do you 2007. have? 2007. You got 2007? Yep. Jeez. All right, looks like I'm going first. I got 92. <laughs> All right. So I did Quasar issue 31. I picked this particular issue of Quasar because there is a guest starring, uh, guest star of the new universe, DP7. Wow. So, yeah. <laughs> I saw wow. this. I'm like, oh, wow. I got to get read this one. So uh, <laughs> I've been gradually trying to collect all the issues of Quasar. And so I, and I haven't finished reading them all. So I just grabbed one I hadn't read yet. This was one of them. And I was like, perfect. Um, so I got into Quasar because he's kind of like Marvel's Green Lantern character, per se. Um, and he's deemed as a guardian of the universe of sorts um, by a creature named Eon. And... Uh, this one starts off where he gets sent to the Omniverse. Not the multiverse, but the Omniverse. And her, that's the character name, her, is talking to the Watcher. And her is in love with Quasar. And the Watcher's like, yeah, I can't find him anywhere in any of our dimensions. It's very possible he is in the Omniverse. I don't know. I'm not finding him. Um, which hops over to the uh, new universe where is it Mr. Manhattan or Dr. Manhattan? I don't know. Um, is fighting crime and he sees a meteorite come crashing to earth and it happens to be Quasar and the DP seven crew get together to try to help him. And um, he explains that he's from another universe. They don't believe him. It's like, okay, fine, don't believe me. I'm off on my way. i got to find my way back. He gets out to space. He's trying to use his bracelets to find a watcher in the universe. There is no watcher in this universe. He tries to find the version of Doctor Strange in this universe. No Doctor Strange in this universe. So he has to go back to uh, Captain Manhattan is what his name was. I'm sorry. Uh, go back to Captain Manhattan, ask for help. And they mention how there was a superhero that saved the world from World War III named Starbrand, but they haven't seen him since. And so <clears throat> he, Quasar that is, uses his bracelets to find a substantial source of power, knowing that it would be Starbrand. And he shows up at Starbrand's door changes into his regular clothes, knocks on the door and goes, I need your help getting back to my universe. 
and he's like, I don't want to use this power at all. I don't shouldn't have this power. I'm afraid it's going to make me do bad things. Um, so I'm not going to use it. And Quasar's like, well, I'm not going to make you use it if you don't, you know, not comfortable using it. So what it sounds like this star brand can be transferable. So what if you give me star brand so I can get back to my universe? And he's like, I'm not real comfortable with you taking over this power. I don't know you from anybody. Well, he goes, all right, I'm an open book. Talk to me as much as you want. 17 hours later, Starbrand finally is sold that Quasar is a good guy and gives him the Starbrand power to be able to get back to the main Marvel 616 universe. He shoots back home. He actually runs into Man-Thing. Man um, finds the Watcher, talks to the Watcher for a couple of minutes, and then goes back to his office and everybody's like, where did you come from? And he's like, I was in the Omniverse. They're like, yeah, right, whatever. And he's like, I can't prove it because he used up the whole Starbrand power to get back. So he doesn't even have the Starbrand tattoo any longer. Um, and that's how the book ends. Wow. So that, you know, I like Quasar books. I enjoy them. Um, this is probably one of the better ones that I've read. I was originally going to do the one where Barry Allen actually shows up in it, but I thought this one was really, really good. Um, most of them are quarter bin comics. You know, I think there's only one or two issues that are having a real high value to them. It's definitely worth looking up and finding because it's a fun story. Um, definitely worth the read. Well, that's cool. Um, <clears throat> so what's funny is there was a character called Marvel Boy back in the 1950s, mm -hmm. and he had the quantum bands. So this is one of Marvel's longest-running um, pieces of equipment, if, if you would say. It's kind of like right. the Green Lantern ring, how it's been around since 1938, right? Yeah, yeah. And so this has been around since, like, 1950. And he's a golden age character. And what's funny is he goes nuts. Like in the Fantastic Four, he goes crazy. The Fantastic Four defeat him and they take the quantum bands away from him. And those get end up at Project Pegasus. And that's where Wendell Vaughn finds them. Mm -hmm. And then Wendell goes and fights in Annihilation and gets killed by Annihilus. And Annihilus takes those bands and then somebody takes those bands from him and becomes a new Quasar. And that's where I'm coming from. Um, I did Annihilation Conquest Quasar number one from 2004, 2007. And this is a story of Phyla Vell, who is the sister of Genus, who is the son of Marvell. And this is a four part miniseries about her and, and uh, Moon Dragon going out to the far reaches of space and trying to get back to Hala, which is the homeworld of the Kree. But the annihilation wave put a, a, a thing around the entire sector so nobody can get in or out. Um, Phyla has a very dark side. 
and you can't use the quantum bands if you have a dark side it will explode so she's trying like the whole four issues is her trying to figure out to come to peace with her not feeling good enough to be her dad her constant complaining about her brother not being good enough to be her dad um she realizes that being a marvel or a vel is harder than you would think mm-hmm. you have a reputation to uphold you have a lineage a legacy that you need to to uh what am i trying to say to live up to right and she finds out that it's a lot harder and her dark side is constantly at war with the quantum bands and she doesn't know how to use the power very well. Like she's a warrior. She has no idea how to use her, 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 her spirit to contact the bands and have them work the same way that Wendell had them work. Right. Um, like for Wendell, it was really easy to find um, Starbrand. Just, uh, I'm going to look for a big power source, right? Well, right. in this, she has to look for a big power source, but it takes her a long time to figure out how to do it. Like Moondragon has to settle her brain. You know, you have to like get into a meditative stance, stand, like whatever. And she, she comes across somebody that can help her. And it's the... They're, they're in Empire, which is so crazy, right? So there's the Kree, there's the Skrulls, there's the Chithar. I can't remember the, what their names are, but they're the plant species. And she goes and talks to one of them, and he teaches her how to meditate and use her her spirit and not her, her anger right. to power the bands. Um. The book is pretty good. I mean, it's not the best out of all the Annihilation four parts. I mean, Moon Dragon does turn into a giant actual dragon of the moon. <laughs> I and, forgot about that. <laughs> yes. So I like what she becomes after she gives up being Quasar when she joins the Guardians of the Galaxy for a while. Mm-hmm. I did not like her as Quasar. Yeah, they, it was a tough, tough buy-in for that one for me. I liked it when she was in the black with the skulls and the giant sword. Right. You know, just being a total badass with the Guardians. Yeah. But, so what's funny is you did a story with three or two Green Lantern knockoffs. <laughs> you had Quasar and Starbrand. Yeah. Yeah, and that wasn't intentional. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I knew the Quasar portion of it, but the Starbrand thing was a complete surprise to me as I was reading that. I'm like, oh, this is great. Like, what? Uh, so, I just needed something else to collect. I was running out of Green Lantern. I'm like, yeah, Quasar's close to Green Lantern. We'll go with him. Yeah. <laughs> cool. All awesome. right. Um, okay, so as far as what's going on at Krypton lately, um, they have been getting in some new Star Wars toys. They have the complete set of Power of the Force, the last 
17, I think it was 17 figures that were issued uh, for the original Star Wars line. And including a mail-away character, I can't remember who it was, and then they have a graded yak face in there as well. And for the complete set, they're looking at 9500 on it. Uh, they're very hard to find. They're all of them, but yak face and the mail-away are carded. Um, never been opened. So they, if you're looking for a complete set of Power of the Force figures, um, that's the place to go to talk to them about that. Um, otherwise, um, not much else is going on. Um, if you're into magic, I know they're doing a new pre-order for another set that's coming out. They just can't start it up today. Um, otherwise it's business as usual with books. They're constantly looking. Uh, I saw the other day, somebody came in, they didn't pick up the, the collection, but, uh, Somebody came in and wasn't trying to determine whether or not he wanted to sell, but brought in Amazing Fantasy 15 uh, and then Spider-Man 1 through like 12 or 14, something like that, um, and was trying to determine whether or not he really wanted to sell them. So stuff's coming in all the time. Wow. Uh, so, yeah, um, just keep on checking it out. So... All right, that brings. Oh, us Ryan, over. I, yeah. I, uh, I did not know that you guys had cartoon animation cells, and I might be picking up some next time after we get paid. Yeah, because you have some text hex from Brave Star that yeah. are gorgeous. So, yeah, I might be picking those up. You have some Ghostbusters. You have some Ewok. Yeah, I think you have a strawberry shortcake. But That's yeah, possible. I mean, you have so many Winston. One, yeah. I was like, oh, man. I know we had a lot of Ghostbuster, quite a few Ewok, um, some Brave Star. Um, and at one point, I think we even had some from, uh, like, Superpowers. Nice. Uh, yeah. Um, they're really cool. They've got some awesome, um, awesome stuff there that, you know, I know I only kind of hit on the more of the comics and the some of the Star Wars and G.I. Joe toys because they always let me know when that stuff's coming in. But some of that other stuff I don't think about too often because I'm around it all the time. Yeah, definitely worth going in and taking a look. All right, so we ready for the random reads? Let's do it. All right. Do you want me to go first since you've been talking a lot? Yes, feel free. Please go ahead. All right, so first one I did was... Ghostbusters 101 came out a couple years ago. It is the introduction of the girls and the boys teaming up. Oh my God. Like we've been talking about how they have the boys down so well, like the voices and you can hear them when you read it. They, they got the girls too. You can, they got their mannerisms down. They got the voice down. They got how they would speak, what they would do in certain situations. It's perfect. And what's cool is it not only deals with the Ghostbusters from here and the Ghostbusters, the girls, but it also deals with um, the cartoon Ghostbusters. I can't remember the name, but we watched all of them. It's the one from the, the 90s. Extreme oh, Ghostbusters. Extreme, yeah. 
they they introduce a lot of those characters in this. So it's it's fun to see Garrett show up and um Yeah, I mean, it's it's cool because they were talking about, you know, in the movie they were trying trying to figure out if they did a movie with the girls and the boys, how would this work? And they kind of explain it in this because the Ninja Turtles showed up in the Ghostbusters universe and mm -hmm. Donatello helped them build a dimensional portal. Yep. So they can travel two dimensions and yeah, that's, that's how the girls show up is they travel through that dimensional gate. It's really cool. It's really fun. I, I, I really do like the girl Ghostbusters after complaining about it for about a year after I heard about it. And I, one day I just like, you know what? I'm curious. I want to watch this and I love it. It's, it's it'd be the same movie, but if you think of it as a different dimension and not as a remake, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's got, it's got some good points to it. Oh, absolutely. But, uh, so that, that book is great. Um, second one I'm going to do is the new issue. Number one of green Hornet just came out by Scott Lobdell and Anthony Marquise and inks by Jay bone. And if you know, Jay bone, he did, um, Oh man, what did he do? <laughs> he did. Uh, it was, it was back in like 2000. He did a book. And I'm trying to remember what it was like. At, I can't remember. I have, I have his autograph on one of them too. Um, it was about a little girl detective. I can't remember what it's called, uh... but I can't remember. But anyway, this, this is a, it starts out crazy, right? So green Hornet is getting attacked by the U S government. They're, um, like Sergeant Rock is in this pretty much, and he's calling down tanks to a farmhouse that Green Hornet and Kato are in, and they're about to get blown up, and they're holding a baby inside of the inside the barn. So they're 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 like protecting a kid, and the whole thing is like Britt Reed's like, you know, I spent my life trying to prove to the underworld that I'm the worst criminal ever to fear me. I didn't want the entire country to think that I was a giant criminal. Right. Right. But, and then it kind of flashes back to 24 hours earlier and you're at a party with Britt Reed and at his house and they get attacked by, I don't even know, uh, by cartel drug runners. Right. And Britt's out there just wailing on him. And he looks over at Cato, who's just standing by one of the pillars in the house. And he's like, are you going to help out? What's this bodyguard thing? Aren't you my bodyguard? And Cato's like, well, and he just kind of like moves aside and he's got like two of them down already. And Britt's just like out there just smashing them around. And, <laughs> and then this is where it gets weird. They, you don't know what year this is, right? So you got like the old Sergeant Rock looking, soldier and then Greenhorn and Cato go looking for a woman named Candace and they hop in a stealth jet called the uh, the stinger which I've never seen before 
And it's like this two-fighter, two-person aircraft that looks like a flying wing, but it's jet-powered. So this isn't the 1930s or 40s. And, oh, okay, so this is where it gets weird. So they find Candace's hotel, and it gets attacked. And I am not spoiling the ending of this. You have to read it. It's the craziest Green Hornet story I've ever read. Where this is going, I have no idea. It's the weirdest ending to any book. It's a surprise. I had no idea this was coming. <laughs> and it kind of draws me in. Like, I want to read this. It's, it's just see how weird this book is going to get. <laughs> I would definitely check this out. Really? The last page, dude. Um, probably something you've never seen in the Green Hornet comic, ever. All right. I'm intrigued. I'll so, have to take a look. Was it uh, for Jay Bone? Was that Allison Dare? That's it. Allison Dare. I had to look it up. <laughs> I knew Thank who you were talking about, but I couldn't remember what it was. I'll have to look at it. I made the mistake of watching um, the Green Hornet movie mm. with uh, Seth Rogen. Yeah. And that kind of soured me. I was just watching, reading anything Green Hornet for. <laughs> oh, if you're saying man. this isn't too bad, I might check it out. This this is pretty good. Um, keep it away from the. Just put the Seth Rogen in the back of your mind. Put that with uh, the mistakes that they made about comic book movies a while ago. Yeah. No, I, I don't know. So I was just like, I need to watch something stupid. I'm, t you know, I need something. Oh, it was stupid. <laughs> oh boy, I forgot how bad that was. <laughs> and I think the thing was like they forgot the history of that character. Like yeah. he's not, he's not really a joke. Like he's not, he's not Star Lord. He's not Spider-Man. He's not Tony Stark. He's a newspaper man who has no sense of humor. Like Britt Reed never makes a joke. Yeah. He's a direct descendant of the Lone Ranger. So it runs in his blood. And if they would have focused on the family line of being vigilantes, uh -huh. that would have been great. Yeah. You know, it's it's your time. Brit Brit's gonna retire. Here's Brit Reed the second taking over, and here's a giant shoes to fill. Not hey, here's me getting drunk riding around in the black beauty. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> uh. Yeah, that, um, that movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what we're saying is check out the comics. Do not watch the movie. Okay. Don't. Did you have any others? No, that's it for this week. All right, cool. All right. As you may have noticed, I've been kind of on a G.I. Joe kick. I don't know why, but uh, I did pick up G.I. Joe, A Real American Hero, Complete Silence. Uh, it is a reprint. And it's a reprint of issue 21 from the original Marvel run. And then, let's see, it said what it was. This was from 
they re- released a G.I. Joe uh, Snake Eyes Storm Shadow action figure set, and it came with a comic. And it was the silent, it's called a Silence in Between Borders. And it was a retelling of issue 21. But what it did was it took it from a different perspective and it wasn't the exact same thing. So you'd see Snake Eyes doing one thing and you'd have it from the perspective of Snake Eyes. And in that, in between the silence, you got it from maybe a Cobra character seeing snake eyes doing these events so really put the pieces together on it um you know i've i can't say i've read issue 21 800 times because there's nothing to read but i've gone through issue 21 so many times it's absolutely gorgeous um if i'm right i think it's the very first comic that didn't have any kind of text in it whatsoever um because it was a mistake that's what made it so great. They forgot to uh, print the lettering. And it turned out beautifully. Yeah. I mean, it's just absolutely gorgeous. I mean, you see how calculating Destro is and what Storm Shadow's abilities are and how mm-hmm. badass Scarlet can be, you know? Um it's but just, they're so lucky that they did that with a storm shadow and yeah. or a snake eye story and not a shipwreck story because oh yeah <laughs> that <been> horrible <laughs> like what's going on yeah that's just I, shipwreck for what I don't I don't understand the love for shipwreck is they overpublicized them on the TV show they. I just read a series where he's one of the primary characters. I'm like, what is with shipwreck? I, and he, they're never anywhere near water when he's showing up. Anyhow. Um, hey, he did have a boat that went on sand. There's that episode where he's like, uh, he's got his catamaran going through the sand. Oh yeah. <laughs> trying to black that one out. Um, but yeah, this was, it's a $5 reprint, but I would, I would tell you this. I know the silence in between is very hard to find. Um, this was well worth picking up just to get two different perspectives of uh, the story. It is absolutely gorgeous art. Um, it, it's definitely worth picking up, in my opinion. And it's a quick, easy read. All right. The other one I did, and I did this just because there was just so much push behind it, is the sequel to Deceased. This is Deceased Dead Planet. Um, so in Deceased, uh, a computer virus starts taking over everybody and all these superheroes start dying, blah, blah, blah. All right. So deceased dead planet is where cyborg sent, finds a encryption in his head from Batman and sends it out as an SOS. And 
on another on Earth Two, uh, Superman, who is John Kent, so Superman's kid, uh, Batman, which is um, Damian Wayne, um, and then Green Lantern is Black Canary, and Ollie's over there as well. Receive this message of distress and they go flying back to earth one to help handle the situation. And, um, I really don't want to give too much away on this because there's a big surprise ending, but you get to see black canaries, true power as not only as black canary, but as a green lantern, black canary, and how absolutely powerful she can be. Um, you know, I thought this was a fairly good story. It's the same guy that wrote Deceased with Tom Taylor. And actually, this has got me more interested than with this issue than the original first six issues that uh, of the original Deceased story. So, um, with, especially with, you know, it's not Bruce Wayne. It's not Clark Kent. It's these other individuals. And I, I'm very intrigued to see where this was, is going to be going. It's absolutely worth the pickup for that as well. That is a $4.99 book. So definitely check that one out. All right. So that will take us on over to the top 10 list, right? Correct. All right. So top 10 for the letter P. Would you like to go first? Sure. Um, so with the top 10 list, these are pretty much, they're, they're not always going to be my favorites. They're my favorites right now. So, mm -hmm. so I'm going to forget some characters, but these are the ones that I, I'm, I'm really liking right now. So um, number 10, Paladin. Number nine, Parasite. Number eight, Penance. Number seven, Phantom Lady. Six, Purple Man. Five, Parallax. Four, Puck. Three, Power Girl. Two, Phoenix. First time she died, not after she came back. <laughs> and number one, Plastic Man. Okay, I've got a few of the same. So, ten, Paladin. Nine, Psycho Pirate. Eight, Plastic Man. Seven, Poison Ivy. Six, The Pied Piper. Five, Power Man. Four, Punisher 2099. Three, Parallax. Two, Psylocke. The first incarnation of Psylocke, not whatever's happening now. And number one, Porcupine. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Could have figured that one. <laughs> Fantastic character. Needs to be used more often, I'm telling you. All right. Uh, well, what do you have any news for this week, Nick? Um, I have a couple. Um, we talked about Chew getting sold out and going in reprints. Adventure Man is going into reprints. It should be coming out in a couple weeks. And also, what hit today, they released the preview or trailer for Hellstrom. The TV show. Oh, did they? Yeah. 
Um, um, I don't know. I, I don't know if I'm going to like this or not. They they renamed Satana because I think there was a copyright issue. Somebody has the rights to that name. And so her, her name is just Anna. Right. And I'm used to a redhead as Damon. And this mm -hmm. guy is he's a he's got brown hair. Um, it looks like Rosemary's baby. Really? Yes. Um, in the preview, they are confronting their mother about who their father is, pretty much. And she's in an asylum. And, oh, my God, my kid is having a freak out upstairs. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I actually kind of want to watch it. I mean, I don't know how much they're going to do how long it's going to be because this was pre Kevin Feige Marvel U. they, they held it back for a while. So mm -hmm. where this comes into the Marvel U, we have no idea. I mean, it was supposed to go along with the ghost Rider That's no longer being made. So once when ghost Rider left agents of shield, he was saying something about there's other dimensions and other worlds and a lot of worlds are like hell. And that was supposed to be him going to meet Dr. Strange, Damon Hellstorm, stuff like that. So right. we have no idea where this is going to fit. Cool. And number two, they are going to put Swamp Thing on the CW. Are they really? They're going to give it another shot. So they're releasing it sometime soon on there because DC is doing something weird with their online. I do not think, I think they stopped doing their year long memberships. Huh. So um, that's why Stargirl is on the CW. She was supposed to be on the streaming service, but they decided just to throw her right on TV. I didn't, so, I didn't know that. So, yeah, when Swamp Thing comes out, check it out. It is great. It is gory. It is horrifying. It's, oh, man. Like, if you're not a fan of Swamp Thing, you're going to be. My wife loved it. She, she, she watched the movie as a kid, but she didn't really follow anything after that. Sure. So she knew, she knew who he was, but... Oh my God, Woodrow is such a freak in this. He is great. Like, yeah, you got to check it out. If you if you missed it the first time, definitely check it out. You if you have a video store in your town, uh, go check to see if they have it because it's on disc. You can go get it. I mean, I found it at Target a couple days ago. Oh yeah. And the reason why it got canceled so early, it got canceled after the first episode aired, and. That was a mistake by the people who bought DC Comics. Yeah. That was a huge mistake. Hmm. Well, yeah, I can't wait to see it. I'll definitely check it out. What is going on upstairs? <laughs> so, yeah, um, I think that's all the news that I really have. Huh. Other than Comic-Con's going on. I mean, they're, they're releasing stuff all the time. 
Oh, see, I forgot that was happening. What? Yeah. So um, I don't have a lot of time to sit and watch and pay attention to this. But, yeah, I mean, there's some stuff that I've seen that are, that are coming out. But nothing that is really memorable. Yeah, Other than the Hellstorm. Me. Yeah. And I'm going to call him Hellstorm because he should be Damon Hellstorm. The, the only reason why he's not Damon Hellstorm is because of copyright issues back in the 60s. Hmm. They had to change his name to Hellstrom. So. Um, I'm trying to read. Oh, let's see. It seems like I read something about... Uh... Jay Lee was having some last week. We were talking about that group that um, was kind of a racist group or something like that, or a sexist group. I can't remember exactly, but uh, somehow it got connected to Jay Lee, and he doesn't do a lot of uh, media type things. No Facebook, really, no Facebook or Twitter or whatever. He gets on maybe once every great once in a while. And Tom King said he talked to him and um, everything's all good because it came out that he was associated with this group or whatever. And Jake actually came out and said that, uh, no, not everything is all good that he got blown up in a time uh, with all this stuff going on in a time where he was actually mourning the loss of his dog. And um, that, that really irritated him that he was associated with any of this stuff. And he was very offended by um, all that going on. And then to interrupt his mourning period. I mean, I, I guess his, he was very close to his dog the dog passed away and he was going to go drive several hours to pick up the ashes of the dog. And, um, that same day, everything blew up and people were calling him constantly and everything else. And so he's very irritated with, uh, with the whole industry right now. Um, and wishing that he had a little more privacy during this time and this, the timing of it was horribly bad. Um, I thought that was a pretty interesting article and hearing what he had to say when he came back, because he kind of went through the whole story. He's like, here's what's going on. I'm not associated with any of this stuff. But for anybody to come out and say that everything's all good is absolutely not correct. It is not all good because of all this other stuff that's going on that should have been more of a priority than this. But I couldn't have any privacy at this time because people wanted to know my opinion and where I stood with things. Um, and I think people sometimes forget that these guys have lives outside of the comic industry um, as well. They kind of put it in more of a perspective of uh, from the individuals that are doing these books. So that's about the only thing I saw this week that I thought was fairly interesting. I forgot Comic Con was actually happening. Everything right. else got canceled, so I figured it. Yeah. <laughs> Why yeah. not that? You know. Um, so yeah. All right. With that yeah. being said. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, think. So uh, I have a visitor. My daughter came down and just decided to sneeze. So bless her. Hey, bless you. Bless you, Soph. 
but uh, I think we're good, right? That's yeah. I think we did night. everything. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Well, as always, um, if you like what you hear, please leave a comment. Um, if you want some, you know, want to give us some suggestions or whatever, tell us what you're thinking. Uh, we're always willing to try out new things if we can find it. Uh, so absolutely, please tell us what you want to hear. Uh, otherwise, you know, uh, Nick, do you want to promote promote uh, your other shows? Yeah, um, we have another show called Roll Die for Adventure, which is a whole bunch of goofballs get together, play Dungeons and Dragons, Ninja Turtles, Ghostbusters. Um, hopefully, I want to get them to try the new Judge Dredd RPG, but who knows? I don't yeah. think they're as nerdy as I am, but um, we do that. Um, we just had our two-year anniversary for that, which is going to be horrible to edit because everybody was, uh, I don't know. I don't know what, like they took their goofballs before they got on here. So <laughs> they were all talking over each other and just trying to outdo each other the whole time. So yeah, uh, check that out. You might enjoy it. If you like dirty jokes, if you like horrible innuendo. Your text on screen. Thank you. And my wife's down here on her computer too. So that's great. <laughs> so it's good for live. It's really great. Um, so I don't know where I was going with that. But yeah, if you want to check that out, if you like weird crap, uh, people doing stupid crap, it's, it's right up your alley. We are in the works of doing something new for this show. Um, Ryan and I are thinking about doing something else along with this more news on that when we can figure out a name for it. But if, here's a hint. If you can figure out a name for a good, uh, actually we'll just say it. We're not going to, we're not going to hint about this. If you can figure out a good name for a books of magic, Timothy Hunter podcast, let us know. Um, There'll be a, we could uh, even have a prize for whoever names this. We'll we'll discuss what the prize will be next week. All right. So it's been Nick and Ryan, and we'll talk to y'all next week. See ya. Bye.